Hello and welcome back to this episode of High Yield Podcast of Medicine. In this episode, we will begin our discussion of trauma and stress-related disorders and we'll cover the PTSD and acute stress disorder after our introduction. And we will follow it with the next episode to discuss adjustment disorder and normal versus complex grief. It is very crucial to have a framework when approaching a psychiatry patient who have been exposed to stressors or trauma because the diagnosis could be well beyond just post-traumatic stress disorder or adjustment disorder. Uh, for this, I want you to remember that like elsewhere in clinical medicine and psychiatry, we have to evaluate the entire picture of the patient and not just the chief complaint. You will encounter several questions in psychiatry in which the chief complaint would try to draw your attention to a given diagnosis or there are some specific words that are dropped there to hint in favor of a wrong diagnosis. You may hear words like panic attacks while the diagnosis is not panic disorder but it could be generalized anxiety disorder or even pheochromocytoma. You may hear things explicitly mentioned such as depressed mood while the diagnosis is not a mood disorder but could be schizoaffective or trauma-related disorders. And in the case of stress and trauma-related conditions, I cannot emphasize enough on the fact that not all psych changes after exposure to trauma or stressor belong to the category of trauma and stress-related disorders. Please remember that many psychiatric illnesses have known stressors, and even though personality disorders are known to be conditions with pervasive lifelong pattern, there is ongoing research and strong body of evidence that supports certain types of trauma in early life that could even be associated with personality disorders. So that said, I would like you to diagnose the conditions with trauma or stress-related symptoms with a framework that I have designed for you and I assure you this will come really handy. The first step is to rule out the characteristic symptoms of PTSD and acute stress disorder. So the first question to ask yourself is does this patient who has psychiatric symptoms after exposure to stressors have the characteristic five symptoms of intrusion, rumination, avoidance, negativism, and hyperarousal. If these five categories of symptoms are present, the patient would be diagnosed as either PTSD or acute stress disorder based on the duration of the symptoms. The second step, if the patient does not have collective five symptoms of PTSD ASD, is to consider if the patient has developed criteria for other mental disorders in response to a stressor. 
well-known categories could be psychotic disorders, dissociative disorders, mood disorders, normal or complex bereavement, and finally conversion disorder. At the end, if the patient does not meet criteria for any of the psychiatric disorders and does not have the five characteristics of PTSD or acute stress disorder, the diagnosis of rule out is adjustment disorder, which is simply a maladaptive coping in response to a stressor. Again, I can cannot emphasize enough on the fact that you would not diagnose any patient with stressor related symptoms as an adjustment disorder if the combination of his or her clinical findings meet the criteria for any other diagnosis. So put it simple, the framework is this. The patient have five characteristic symptoms of PTSD or acute stress disorder. If not, the patient has criteria for other psychiatric disorders. If not, the diagnosis of rule out will be adjustment disorder. With this framework in mind, let's start reviewing our individual disorders beginning with PTSD and acute stress disorder. So the first question is what are the cardinal features required for diagnosis of PTSD? There are five cardinal requirements for the clinical diagnosis of PTSD and they include one, traumatic event, two, intrusion and rumination symptoms, three, avoidance, four, negative cognition and mood, and five, autonomic hyperarousal and reactivity. You can remember the cardinal features by the mnemonic I made as Tirana, trauma, intrusion, rumination, avoidance, negativism, and autonomic hyperarousal. Now, regarding traumatic event, true or false, divorce or Beginning school are examples of traumatic events that can be associated with PTSD. That is false. By definition, the trauma associated with PTSD requires to be significant enough to be considered either life-threatening or overwhelming enough that is considered something that will affect almost everyone. Based on that, true or false, witnessing a life-threatening trauma happening to others is not considered sufficiently severe enough to meet the type of trauma associated with PTSD. That is false. Remember that a serious trauma associated with PTSD could be either directly experienced by the patient or could be witnessed by the patient. And examples include violent accidents, crimes, military combat, assault, being kidnapped, being involved in a natural disaster, systematic physical or sexual abuse, and similar harmful experiences. Now, is it possible that a person learn secondhand about a trauma and still get PTSD? Yes, even if the person has not been involved or witnessed a trauma personally, if the person hear about a major traumatic event to happen to family members or close friends, that is still considered significant enough to cause PTSD. Can you give examples? For example, when a person hears about the loss of a loved one in a car accident, that can be considered a risk for PTSD. And final example, 
are the conditions in which the person experiences excessive details of traumatic events happening to other people. And a known example of it is police officers who collect details of a crime, including sexual violence, etc. Okay, after this kind of traumatic event, the second cardinal feature is intrusive and rumination symptoms that begin after a traumatic event. What is the meaning of rumination? Rumination means constant preoccupation with thinking about a single idea or theme as seen, for example, also in OCD. Don't confuse it with the so-called rumination disorder, which is one of the several types of eating and feeding disorders of childhood that's associated with repeated regurgitation and rechewing of food. So once more, what are the two well-known psychiatric disorders in which we have rumination thoughts? One is OCD and the other is PTSD. The same conditions in which we also have intrusive thoughts, which are just annoying, unwelcome thoughts. Now, what are the categories of these intrusive or ruminating symptoms? One is recurrent involuntary or distressing memories of the event. The other is dreams, especially recurrent and distressing dreams. Uh, the third category is intense distress, either physiological or psychological, when exposed to internal or external cues that symbolize or resemble any aspect of the event. And finally, dissociative reactions such as flashbacks or other examples of intrusions and ruminations. What is this flashback exactly? Flashback is a form of dissociative symptom in which the patient feels or acts as if a past event is recurring, okay? After traumatic event and intrusion and rumination, in our mnemonic tirana, we have letter A associated with avoidance symptoms. What are the examples? The patient avoids memories or external reminders of the events such as peoples or places. What are the negativism seen in PTSD? There is negative cognition and mood symptoms in PTSD, including inability to recall an aspect of the event or an overall distorted cognition about the event, as well as persistent negative beliefs about self, others, or the world. These are examples of negative cognition. Then we have negative mood symptoms, such as persistent negative emotional states, um, detachment or marked reduction in interest or activities and persistent inability to experience positive emotions. And final category of cardinal symptoms in PTSD include hyperarousal or autonomic reactivity, including irritability, reckless or self-destructive behavior, hypervigilance, exaggerated startle response, impaired concentration or impaired sleep. Now, let me challenge you with a couple questions on these symptoms. True or false, dissociative amnesia is part of intrusion and rumination symptoms of PTSD. That's false. Dissociative amnesia is part of negative cognitive symptoms of PTSD. True or false, hypervigilance is a manifestation of negative mood symptoms seen in PTSD. That's false. Hypervigilance, of course, belongs to autonomic hyperarousal. And finally, true or false, dissociative reactions such as flashback, similar to dissociative amnesia, belongs to the negative cognitive symptoms of PTSD. That is false. 
flashbacks belong to the dissociative reactions in the intrusion or rumination symptoms. Remember, by definition, flashbacks are when patient feels or acts as if the event is recurring that fits the criteria of rumination. Okay, so these are the symptomatic cardinal clinical manifestations of PTSD. Remember, we differentiate PTSD from acute stress disorder just based on the duration of the symptom. So the second arm of diagnostic criteria is duration. What is the required duration? Remember, in PTSD, these five categories of cardinal symptoms persist for more than one month or at least one month. In acute stress disorder, such symptoms could be present, but they have to resolve within a month. Now, this statement is tricky. Does it mean that the symptoms in acute stress disorder could start, for example, three weeks after the event and if they last less than a month, we diagnose it as acute stress disorder? No. Remember, the one month criteria is both duration and timing criteria, meaning that the cardinal symptoms of PTSD and ASD should not last more than one month from the traumatic event for the diagnosis of acute stress disorder. If the patient starts to have, let's say, two weeks of symptoms from day 25 of the event, that means the patient will have these symptoms from day 25 till day 40, which means the patient has symptoms outside of the one month window from the traumatic event. So that is not acute stress disorder. That is possibly PTSD. But we need to wait and see if the symptom duration lasts more than one month. Put it simple, in PTSD, we need the symptoms to be present for at least one month duration. For acute stress disorder, the symptoms have got to resolve within a month of the index traumatic event. The point zero is the day of the traumatic event. Now, what are the possible comorbidities commonly seen to patients with PTSD? Mood disorders, substance-related disorders, and anxiety disorders. Now, another question related to diagnostics. Lactate provocation test can trigger symptoms of what psychiatric disorders? Remember, panic disorder, especially panic symptoms, as well as PTSD flashbacks could be recreated after lactate injection in patients with panic disorder or PTSD, respectively. Now, what are the important differential diagnoses of PTSD? In addition to acute stress disorder that we differentiated simply based on the timing and duration criteria, we have adjustment disorder, which is a stress-related disorder of rule out. And then we have persistent complex bereavement disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, dissociative disorders, and traumatic brain injuries. Uh, please check later on for my differential diagnosis in psychiatry where I discuss the differential diagnosis of PTSD 
in more details. Now regarding the duration and timing criteria for acute stress disorder, we have to also remember that not only the symptoms last less than one month and they resolve within a month of stressful event, the symptoms should last three days or more. Now regarding the management for PTSD and ASD, what is the best initial treatment? The best initial treatment for PTSD is trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy. What is the adjunctive to trauma-focused CBT? Pharmacotherapy with either SSRIs or SNRIs. And finally, what is a specific pharmacotherapy for PTSD-related nightmares? Prazosin, which is an alpha-1 blocker, is used for PTSD-related nightmares. In the next episode, we will discuss adjustment disorder and grief. Thank you.